Hey, look out! It's the Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast, the hope for the hyper-regulated, where we unravel the regulatory mysteries of the legions of acronym-odious agencies who want to keep you perpetually licking their tall leather boots. Our goal is to help business owners and managers like you to overcome the EPA, DOT, and OSHA compliance obstacles through knowledge and understanding, breaking the circle of fear by putting the rules into plain English. The Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast is brought to you by Echelon Environmental. I am your host, Ron Harvey. But first, for a quick disclaimer. The general information presented here is for educational purposes only. It will be helpful in guiding your environmental health and safety programs, but our instructions throughout this series cannot be construed as legal advice of any kind. Your needs may extend beyond the scope of this series of discussions, so you're encouraged to get professional assistance with specific regulatory issues. At the end of this discussion, we will show you how to contact Echelon Environmental and get your complimentary quick compliance assessment. There, you can learn some of the common issues that the regulators love to pounce on if they drop by for a friendly visit. Our hope for you as a new EHS manager is that our commentary will give you some broad directions in this very important role. And as always, we are glad to be of service. Hello, this is Ron Harvey with Echelon Environmental. This is the EHS Manager's Survival Guide. We hope to be able to help you in your position because we know what you're going through. It's not easy to pick up a brand new ball of wax like this and make it work right. So we're going we're gonna to try to help you out with this. In our last episode, we talked about how to connect with the previous EHS managers at your facility to find out where all of the written plans and records and that kind of stuff are uh, stored. Hopefully, there are some. And in this, uh, in this episode here, we're going to look a little more deeply into the compliance history of your facility. So the real question is, who are you subject to? Um, you need to be able to find out um, for your facility who has issued unto you um, the different registrations, permits, licenses, exemptions that you're operating under, um, identification numbers that you've received. These are all very important uh, little pieces of information because uh, whenever you submit anything to the different regulatory agencies, they're going to use those to identify your facility and the operations that you're conducting. The people you might be able to talk to about this are going to be uh, some of the previous managers, operations people, um, the uh, receiving uh, department might even have some of that information for you, the company executives, uh, and uh, those kinds of people may, uh, because this information may be scattered uh, throughout your organization, uh, DOT, uh, EPA and OSHA stuff can sometimes get dispersed around the place 
and that makes it a little more difficult to find. But I, I, I believe that if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find it. Okay, one of the things you need to look for are registrations, uh, which are uh, uh, issued by the state and federal governments generally, and those identify your facility. Uh, for instance, a uh, USDOT hazardous materials registration is something that you send to them, letting them know that you are uh, performing these kinds of operations. And by the way, those uh, registrations do need to be updated on an annual, biannual, sometimes triannual basis. Um, permits are another thing that you need to uh, see if you can track down. And these are also issued by the state and federal governments and they give you permission to carry out certain types of uh, operations. Uh, for instance, a permit to discharge wastewater under the NPDES uh, regulations is something, boy, you need to have that. If you've got a wastewater treatment facility, uh, you need to make sure that you've got a handle on that piece of information. Okay, licenses are another form of uh, tracking that you need to uh, be able to find, get your hands on. For instance, a, um, a person who is operating a wastewater treatment facility has to be licensed by the state. And that license is really important because you have to have a licensed person running your facility. So you need to make sure that those licenses are kept up and that they're uh, current. Exemptions are something else that you're going to need to be able to uh, track down. And that may be a little sneaky on you because these are exemptions in the regulations that allow you to pretty much ignore the regulations. So you want to be able to find out who is um, running these different operations and if they've been using any exemptions. Uh, for instance, uh, a facility that, uh, that collects uh, scrap lead, uh, generally lead would be regulated as an EPA hazardous waste, but under the scrap regulate uh, under the scrap uh, metal regulations, it is not. It is exempted there by uh, uh, from regulation as a hazardous waste. Okay, identification numbers are something else that you're going to need to get. Those are generally issued once, and you don't have to worry about renewing them. But you got to make sure that you have that information on hand. Uh, they're issued by the state and federal government, and they identify your facility, usually, and, um, and they use that information for tracking purposes. Uh, for instance, if you generate hazardous waste at your facility in certain quantities, then you are required to have an EPA generator ID number in order to ship that waste for disposal. So that's a, that, in particular, is a really important uh, number. Certifications are another uh, piece of information that you want to track down because these are issued by uh, state and federal regulations and they, uh, again, it's kind of an identification uh, uh, package for your facility. In, um, in, per in particular, one that comes to mind is uh, for the EPA, in order to do lead-based uh, uh, renovation work at a, uh, for, uh, in houses, you need to have a certification for your company in order to perform that kind of work. If you do the if you do that work without a certification, you can get in big trouble. Okay, something else that you are going to need to uh, uh, find out, and that is the compliance history of your facility. If 
your facility has ever been fined or cited for violations in the past, that is something you're going to want to know. Because uh, once you have been identified as a violator, um, you are much more likely to get visited by the regulatory agencies. And internally, if you've been cited for violations in the past, that is something you're going to want to keep an eye on in the future. Because if, uh, well, you know how it is, if something happened in the past, uh, the, it can be repeated frequently. And you don't want, to, you don't want that to happen. So uh, past violations are something that you really should focus on. Okay, there are several uh, very handy uh, websites that will list your com the, the uh, compliance history for your facility. One of them is for EPA. It's called ECHO, E-C-H-O. It's the Enforcement and Compliance History Online. How's that sound? That's pretty official, huh? Um, and uh, you've got the link right here that I'm going to show you. And that is, a, that is a really good place to begin if you're looking for RECRA, um, Clean Water Act, uh, Clean Air Act, or other EPA violations that your uh, facility may have uh, been so unfortunate as to commit in the past. Um, OSHA violations um, can be found at this uh, link here. And uh, they're not quite as um, up-to-date as some of the other ones. But if you look back long enough, if your facility's been around for a long time, I mean, really, chances are that there's been one or two violations in the past. So uh, that's, uh, that's another website to, to go take a look at and see if you can find any dirt swept under the carpet from a days gone by. If your company operates any commercial vehicles for transportation, uh, the, DOT the DOT website here um, has a very good current information as to the safety status of your operation. And uh, that is definitely uh, something to know because that can affect uh, your insurance rates. And of course, if your drivers are crashing all the time, you want to uh, keep an eye on that one. I'm going to try to see if I can uh, make that information available to you because if you're just listening on the audio here, obviously you didn't see the links I just pointed to. So if you send an email to ron at echelonenvironmental.net, I will send a copy of those uh, links to you and you can start digging into that. One of the other things that you're obviously going to need to get a hold of are your existing plans. These are the various and sundry uh, plans, programs, etc. that have, put to have been put together by your predecessors and they're going to help you kind of determine what the direction of your compliance efforts are going to be. In particular, some of the most common written plans that are required for companies are the OSHA Hazard Communication Program, the OSHA Respiratory Protection Plan, written plans required, gotta have them, and uh, EPA contingency plans, um, even though I don't think that EPA requires that you have those written out, it's an extremely good idea. It's a, you, you really wanna have contingency plans for the just in case kind of day. 
sometimes these written plans aren't so easy to find. Uh, you be able to uh, ask the people in your um, safety department, your um, uh, human resources, purchasing. Um, what's the other one I had here? Maintenance departments uh, might even have these kind of plans laying around. Uh, you can ask those people, see if they got them. If not, well, if you're subject to those regulations, if you don't have them, you're going to have to put them together because those are mandatory. Got to have them. And the good thing about these plans is that they give you an excellent reference point. If they've been put together already, then that's great. Less work for you to do. But it also identifies some of the specific uh, hazards some of the specific compliance issues that you're going to be facing in your new position. All right, and the moment that you've all been waiting for, it's time to open the box and see what we got inside of all of this. Now that you've looked at all of the historical information for your facility, it's time for you to kind of pack a lunch and take a walk around your facility and observe. Take a walk around your facility and see the places that you may never have been before. Look at what's going on. Look at the type of equipment they're using. Look at the different operations that might be going on. Are there chemicals, equipment, machines, uh, operations, all sorts of different things can be going on in your facility and you need to be able to just kind of begin to focus in your mind, all right, what is it that they're doing out there and how is it that that affects the compliance situation for my facility? It's, uh, it, it's really critical. If you can go out and start taking a look around, you may uh, find some stuff that people in the past had missed. Don't be surprised, especially if you know uh, what the different regulations are. And it's also a good idea, since you're going to be in charge of uh, the environmental health and safety at your facility, it's a good idea to start uh, getting to know, if you don't know them already, getting to know the different supervisors that are out there. Because they can be extremely helpful in getting, getting your job done. And of course, well, sometimes they're not so helpful. But that's part of the job. Now, as you do this walk around, there's really no need to take any notes yet. Just begin to familiarize yourself with the different things that are going on. You need to begin to develop a big picture of what's going on at your facility, because now that you're in charge of all this uh, health and safety stuff, you're going to need to be able to kind of integrate all of this information and start just assembling it in your own in your own head get the gears turning so that you can uh, begin to understand how the different regulations are going to impact your operations so in this episode of the new EHS manager survival guide we've begun to focus on some some more things for you um, discovering permits and registrations that your facility has in place, uh, finding if there's any history of violations, that one I really can't emphasize enough, um, locating any existing written plans that are uh, critical in terms of compliance, and uh, beginning to assemble the big picture in your head about how all of this is going to start working together. 
And there's one more thing. I put together a list of 19 common violations that businesses receive from the regulators year after year. It's almost always these same top sets of violations on top for EPA, DOT, and OSHA. If you have some regulators show up at your facility, these are some of the things that they're going to ask for first because they know that a majority of businesses don't even know about them and even if they know them, they just haven't done anything with them. So these are the low-hanging fruit. Don't let these people pick them. If you, can, uh, if you can get these few items in line, it can be very helpful in showing the regulators that you're on top of the game. So you want to take the quick compliance assessment because these are the things that you need to be ready for when they show up because they're going to look for them right away. All right, thanks for dropping by again. Glad you could make it. And I really do hope that this series is opening your understanding as to how to deal with your new responsibilities. Environmental health and safety, serious stuff, but you can do it. I know you can. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Compliance. That is what the regulators demand. If you don't know which rules your company is subject to, you are a sitting duck, and the regulators can bag you like a bully taking candy from a child. Your best defense is a strong offense. You need to learn the regulations and put the appropriate compliance systems into place. But I wouldn't recommend that you go out and buy copies of Titles 29, 40, and 49 of the Code of Federal Regulations and start reading. It is almost guaranteed that in one hour, you will be way more confused than when you started. Honestly, the only way to navigate your way out of the regulatory jungle is by following a guide. Echelon Environmental has produced the Quick Compliance Assessment to help managers like you begin the process of getting a firm grip on the tools that will lead you in the right direction. It is available only through this link. Questions may be directed to me by email to ron at echeloncompliance.net that's R-O-N, my name, at echeloncompliance, E-C-H-E-L-O-N-C-O-M-P-L-I-A-N-C-E dot net. Or you can reach me by phone at 843-599-0330. Thank you for taking the initiative to help your business fulfill its regulatory obligations. We look forward to helping you. Thank you. Bye.